Welcome to our Wednesday evening prayer meeting. And it's a special prayer meeting tonight, as you know, because it's part of a program of a whole week of prayer and fasting. On Monday evening and Tuesday evening, 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock, we spent a great time together. Marcelo ministered last night, and it was fantastic, absolutely wonderful. And thank you also for signing up on the uh, rotor for prayer outside of the corporate prayer times. And uh, you find all that information on the website, KT website. Now tonight, we are live streaming uh, the program, and also it's uh, happening on the webinar. And if you are looking to go into the webinar, go to the KT website. It'll give you the way of connecting to that. And inside the webinar, we have some panelists who will be leading us in prayer, headed up by Lola. But first of all, we're going to have time of worship. And this time is the only real time of worship we got during the prayer season, um, tomorrow night and Friday night and Saturday morning. So let's really make use of this time, guys. And so we're really entering. If you're standing in the building here, would you please stand? And let's really enter into worship. After that, I'll bring a short message to you, and then we'll go into our prayer time. So God bless you and welcome. Thank you. together tonight. We come to glorify, magnify the name of Jesus tonight. Amen. Come on.
exalt you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Yes, Father, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We serve a faithful, faithful God. Amen. Amen. We've come to offer worship to the King, to the faithful one and holy high above. It's your promises are true, Lord. Let's sing this together. Let's say these words. All things are possible when we believe. All chains are breakable when we receive Yahweh. You keep your promises. Say, if you said it, we believe it. If you said it, if you said it, we believe it. that tonight say if you said it we believe it cause you're a man if you said it we believe it we say if you said it we believe it cause you're a man all things are possible when we Unbreakable. When we receive Yahweh, you keep your promises. Say, Lord, if you said it, we believe it. If you said it, say, if you said it, we believe it. Leave your faith rise tonight. Sing to the Lord. If you said it, we believe it. Cause you're a man. Cause you're a man.
Hallelujah, Jesus. If you said it, we believe it. Hallelujah. You know, there's promises over our lives tonight. There's things that God has said to us individually that we've been believing for. And sometimes we just have to remind ourselves what God has said. Amen. So I just want you to sing this next part with me. And just let your faith rise and just say, God, no matter what's happening, I am who you say I am. Your word is true. Your promises are true. You're faithful to every word. So let doubt evaporate tonight and say these words. Sing to the Lord. Say these words. Say I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. Lift that up, say. Who you say I am. Let it rise. Who you say I am. Let us sing it now. I am who you say I am. Begin to prophesy. Jesus praise if you know he's faithful tonight, church. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And hands, hearts open, what is the sky? We lift you high tonight. We lift you high. And hands up and hearts open. What as we call We lift you high We lift your name high Hands up and hands
I just want to be with you If that's your heart's cry, lift them up Say, I just want to be with you Minus everything else, Lord I just want to be with you That's my desire I just want to be with you Hallelujah, say I just want to be with you I just want to be with you Thank you, Lord, for your presence. You have promised that you would never leave us nor forsake us. And it's that constant presence of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and in our fellowship, whether we have the privilege of being together in person tonight or whether we are linking up Zoominar or on live stream. We pray that each and every one of us would sense that presence and so that in the presence of God we might feel empowered 
and encouraged and directed as we pray. We thank you for this consecrated week of prayer and fasting. We thank you, Father, for the timeliness in which we're able to seek your face at yet another cornerstone of this march of coronavirus. We thank you, Father, that you are in control. We have responsibility. We have accountability. But you are in control. And we look to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you. Those in the building, please be seated. Um, once again, a very warm welcome to everybody that is joining us tonight. We've had record numbers of prayer and connections um, over the last few days, and we're, we're still continuing. Now, if you go to the KT website, um, there is an option there where you can register your time of prayer. And this was not something we were going to impose, impose on you, calling you together for the corporate prayer times like tonight, and that continues tomorrow night, Friday night, and Saturday morning. But we left it open to you and the Holy Spirit as to how you would engage outside of those hours. And scrolling through, you can do this yourself, scrolling through to see the numbers of people that are registered almost every hour is covered in our 24-hour prayer chain, right across six, seven days or so. So thank you for that. Continue to join in that and pick up the prayer direction. Uh, much of what we prayed for last uh, year um, in the 72 hours of prayer, I'm sure you all took notes and we published uh, some of the prayer lines. There, there was still so much more to continue to pray through. So you've got that. You've got the, the weekly prayer schedules um, in Revival Times. You've got the Sunday by Sunday prayer watch prayer material, plus what God puts in your heart directly, and what will come out of our prayer room tonight. So that's how we are heading. And let me just uh, underline for to you tomorrow, uh, we are joining with Elam, that's the name of our national denomina denomination, Elam Pentecostal Churches, we are joining with them in our national day of prayer. And what that means is two things for you. First of all, tomorrow morning, 7.30 to 8 a.m., there is a half-hour prayer slot, and you will link with that. Uh, we're not going to live stream that, but that will be available on Elam TV. So if you go to elam.org, it'll be there for you, and that's free for everybody. Then in the afternoon, 1.30 to 2.30, the, the, it is the ministers and pastors' time of prayer, and uh, we should have received an email from headquarters on that, where we'll be linked directly, and that's, that's more of a closed meeting. But in the evening, um, uh, 7 o'clock, Amanda will be presenting, for and on behalf of the women, the opening half hour of prayer focus, and then uh, directly from the webinar room, we will be able to participate together in the hour and a half of national prayer from 7.30 to 9 o'clock. 
You don't have to go on um, elam.org to get that. We will put that into our uh, webinar so you'll be able to be part of the webinar and watch it. Now, the webinar will have the panelists. As I'm sure you know the difference between a regular Zoom meeting and a, a webinar meeting. Um, the panelists, and they're the ones who are participating, and everybody else joins in, and you can communicate through chat, through questions, and so forth. And, uh, but you, you fully participate, but you will not be on the screen. So um, you don't have to do your hair extra especially. <laughs> you will just be there. Um, and then from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock tomorrow night, the women will lead us uh, from the prayer room into that final hour of prayer. And Saturday, it's a little different in terms of timing. It is from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And uh, um, Solomon Osagi uh, is organizing the prayer focus and the, the prayer lines from that. So that will conclude our week of prayer. And as I said tonight, we have in the webinar room, we have Lola, um, who is bringing together a number of people. I see, I see their names. We have um, people from the Reveal Lounge. We have uh, lawyers in, so expect some very precise prayer, all right, coming from them. And uh, others also from respective giants, for example, the, the giants of medicine. So that is going to be highly informed and an informative time of prayer. So for those of you in the building, we'll keep this open until we close at 10 p.m. Now, that's, I'm not saying you have to remain here for that length of time, but just in case you were wondering. Um, and anyway, also, it, you, you can pick it up if you do go home. You pick it up by the time you get home um, and go back onto the webinar. So all that's very, very clear. But it's, I'm glad to see people here tonight. We are in the um, whatever number lockdown that this is, um, but we are so grateful to the Lord that uh, the government has allowed churches to remain open for public worship. Um, th this is important, and because really, uh, two things. First of all, uh, churches have proved themselves to be responsible in taking the mitigation on COVID. So that's why you have, I don't need to say this to you, uh, you have been very diligent, uh, and Charles and the special services team, the operational team, have been very, very helpful in all of this. You have always had your temperature checked, you've always worn a mask at all times, and you've, you know, all the sanitation and the social distancing. So thank you for that. And, I, and we were inspected, as you know, we were inspected by the authorities on this, and they passed us with flying colors. So it seems then if there is an exception to stay at home, uh, going to places of public worship like, uh, like Kensington Temple, we're glad that that is open to you. Now, that doesn't mean to say that we're forcing you or putting pressure on you to be here. If you feel that you, know, you, you just want to stay at home, watch everything on, at, at home, and you feel safer that way, that's absolutely fine. But we're grateful that the opportunity is open. The other thing that I would like to think about the government's decision is that not only have they found us responsible, but also I hope that it indicates that they've, they've found us 
was going to say necessary. Um, and that's very important in our generation, where it has seems to, seems to be accepted that churches are providing, you know, a really significant service. Um, and I, I can imagine that some people who will be completely uh, shut off at home uh, will find that remarkable sense of freedom to be able to come safely and, and participate, and at least see some people. So I think in terms of spiritual health um, and uh, feeding that, I think that's important to us. I'm not so sure that the government would put that in writing, but certainly maybe also on sense of well-being and mental health as well. So I really feel that it's, it's great that uh, we're ab able, to, able to, to do this, but we, we must continue to be cautious and careful. Um, so we're going to pray briefly before I present um, a short message to you. Um, so, yeah, we, we are apparently in the, the lowest point of this virus, this pandemic. That's what we say, apparently one in 30 people in London are infected, and not everybody who is infected is, is feeling unwell, and so on. Now that's, that's just something to remember. We need to pray for that, for that number to reduce. Um, we're, we're concerned about National Health Service and, and so forth. We're concerned about care homes. We can pray into that as well. So this uh, new variant is apparently more contagious than the previous form. And so we're going to be careful, extra careful, prayerful. We're not going to be fearful. We're not going to be intimidated. We're not going to allow anxiety to take over or any, any other thing which is negative. But we will keep our eyes fixed on the Lord and we will go forward. And also, it's very important that we all are as informed as we possibly can be on the uh, options that are open in terms of the vaccine. Uh, I would like to say directly, please do not believe all the stories that are going around on these wild conspiracy theories about the vaccine. Um, I have some people who constantly badger me with this stuff, and I've taken time to investigate two or three major uh, conspiracy theories. It took several days to get to the bottom of each of them. And um, I found them to be false, completely false. Always something in them that is a matter of concern, and, and which is factual, but false. Now, take all that out of the picture. There's still enough for us to be concerned about and to pray about. Um, uh, and there are ethical decisions to be made here. Uh, if, if the British population pick up the vaccine um, in, in sufficient numbers to have herd immunity, that's going to be good for all of us. So there's a sense of corporate responsibility. But we're not I'm not going to tell you whether you should or you shouldn't. That's not my job to do that. It's a matter between you and the Lord, but please be informed and pray through. Uh, there are ethical considerations. I take you back to Patrick Dixon, Dr. Patrick Dixon. He discussed this in quite some detail, the ethical issues involved with the vaccine. And so many of the arguments or, or, or reasons behind the, to inform our choices will, will be there. And, and you know, if you really, really think that you need a, a, a better directive than that or more information on that, um, we, will, we will try and get, get some stuff out in a way that is 
uh, will inform, inform you. But I, I, I believe the matter is, is quite public, and I know that you're going to pray through this, and as a church, we, we're going to pray through this as well. Uh, the choice is, is going to be yours, uh, but we pray that God will give us all wisdom and ha know how to balance uh, difficult choices at a time like this. Do you, do you get what I'm saying here? Okay, so, uh, we, but it's important that we pray into that. And while we pray at this particular point, I see time is rapidly uh, moving on, I want to pray for uh, a few um, family matters. Um, Anita, one of our seniors, is in intensive care uh, following an operation. We want to pray for her. Teresa from our team A in the stewarding team uh, is in hospital with COVID. Uh, these are personal fam family prayers, so we will lift it accordingly. Great, um, um, we, we can do that. And I don't know if you remember Estevan, Remember Estevan from Argentina went uh, to the United States of America? A very sad news, Tuesday morning, his wife, Ruth, went to be with the Lord. The sadness is not that she's with the Lord, but the sadness is she's left behind three children, seven years, five years, and two years. Esteban is quite rightly devastated. They did everything that they could in terms of prayer, medical care, everything. And it has hit us quite quite strongly on the, on the team. Because they're very precious to us. We're going to pray into that, but also some better news, good news coming from Robert Sledden. His uh, mother, Carol, is beginning to regain consciousness. Uh, she ha had an operation and was in a, a medically induced coma um, um, with um, heart failure, kidney failure, all kinds of things. The kidneys are beginning to work, and she's not quite fully conscious yet, but when you call her name, apparently she turns. So that is a very, very good Bit of news. So let's continue to pray uh, through uh, for all of that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the God who hears and answers prayer. We thank you that your ear is always open and your eyes are attentive to your children, to the cries of our heart. We also thank you that you have infinite wisdom. You know the end from the beginning. You have all knowledge, and therefore we can trust you for the outcome. Sometimes outcomes, Lord, are beyond our understanding, and we have, are left with many questions. But we trust you as the all-loving, the all-giving, the all-seeing, the all-knowing and forgiving God. Lift up to our nation right now, we pray into the decisions that need to be taken. We pray into the political situation. We thank you that we appears to be a degree of unity amongst the different political parties, and uh, we ask, Lord, that that would increase. We thank you, Father, for uh, the leadership that we have received. Uh, we are not entirely sure that all the decisions at every moment have always been correct and right, but we do lift up those who have to make those decisions and we support them in prayer. And during this uh, national lockdown in England, when London and the southeast is right at the forefront of the incidences of COVID, we pray, Father, for discipline, 
patience, perseverance, and we also pray against this virus. We don't believe we're wasting our breath because you are God Almighty, and it might well be that you choose to introduce a solution which is unexpected, which is surprising. And we pray, Father, that the course of this virus, which appears to be projecting forward in a way that appears to be negative and troubling, we pray despite that, Father, that you would intervene, that you would push back this and do something remarkable for us. And in the meantime, Father, we will do what we believe you call us to do in moving forward. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. So um, I, I want to make sure that Lola and the team there get full uh, time allocated to them. But I do have something to share with you tonight um, for, to contribute towards this evening's time of prayer. I'd love you to turn to John's Gospel, chapter 17. And those of you who are familiar with this passage will know right away why I'm turning to it during a week of prayer. It is the high priestly prayer of Jesus. Jesus, our great intercessor. And here he is, we get let into the intimacy of communication between God the Son and God the Father. Don't forget that while God, there is only one God, there are three persons in the one God. We, we are monotheists, we believe in one God, there is only one divine nature, but that divine nature is shared and expressed by three persons within the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Some people say, well, it's a bit, isn't it a bit strange, God talking to God? No, it's not when you understand the complexity of the Trinity. And also, this is not just something for the earthly life of Jesus, that because he was incarnate and came here, he had to eat and sleep and, and pray. Um, the Father and the Son have always been in communication, always been in communion, even before anything else was created, before anything was created, because God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were not created, before anything was created, in the eternity pre-creation, the Father and the Son were in communion and fellowship and the Spirit of God, the Spirit of love, the Spirit of fellowship was flowing. We, we call this movement of relationship and, and um, direction and fellowship. Some have called it the dance of the Trinity. The Father moves to the Son. The Son responds, moves to the Father. The Spirit moves between Father and Son in a wonderful dance of the Trinity. Well, there you are. I almost did one, didn't I, with my fluid movements back then. And anyway, so here we have Jesus on earth, just prior to the cross, communicating with his Father in heaven. And it's not just the fact that we are let in to this holy territory of divine intimacy between the Son and the Father, but it's also we let into the content. 
to what Jesus actually says to the Father. And one of the things that we do here in our teaching and our approach to prayer and intercession is we encourage people to receive a prayer line which is something like a scripture or, or, or a passage or a biblical theme so that we know that when we tie our prayers into a scriptural theme, a scriptural passage, that we are praying the will of God. And that's not just opening your Bible and speaking the words of God back to him. Confessing the word of God is a good thing. But it's also moving in the Holy Spirit so that the actual specific passage or principle or biblical theme or Bible text in front of us lives and the Holy Spirit shows us how we can pray and bring in to that prayer theme, that prayer line, all the specifics that relate to what the Spirit is saying to us and our particular needs. So that's just a tiny little bit of teaching I snuck in there on prayer lines and you will see, no doubt tonight, that many prayer lines will be offered from the prayer room. So this is fascinating. If we, if we want to find out how to pray for one another, how to pray for the church of Jesus Christ, we can discover those principles that Jesus touches on. He touches on the theme of glory. He touches on the theme of security. Touches on the theme of unity and mission. And so, in this high priestly prayer of Jesus, we can see God's focus and God's priority in terms of his desires for us, that Jesus prayed, and we can join with him uh, in many of these prayer principles. Now, just to touch on a few things, I'm going to try and go rapidly here. I've, I've been so excited with this passage today. So it says, uh, verse seven, chapter 17, verse 1, when Jesus had spoken these words, listen to this, he lifted up his eyes to heaven. Oh, that, there's something so powerful about that. Because I, I can almost see it. I have a vivid imagination, but I can, I can almost see it. The expression of the, on the face of Jesus as he lifts his eyes and makes contact with the Father. In other words, he looks up to heaven. I would see in his eyes love. I would see in his eyes trust, confidence. I would see in his eyes intimacy, knowing he has unbroken communion as the Son of God in the presence of God the Father. The idea of lifting your eyes up also shows that Jesus is putting into practice his own instruction to his disciples in what we call the Lord's Prayer, which is actually the disciples' prayer. This is really the Lord's Prayer, but that doesn't matter. It's the prayer that he prayed. The disciples' prayer is the prayer he taught us to pray. And if you remember, it begins like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In other words, Jesus is exalting the Father. He is recognizing that the Father is in, in heaven and dwelling in glory and, and all of the divine authority and wisdom and power 
that rests in heaven, just in a look. And you know, looks are very important. I'm not saying good looks, I'm just saying looks when you look at people. One of the problems with all these masks on, except some of you have got the, the, the whole plastic face covering, which, which is good, you only see people's eyes. And that's a, that's a disadvantage, because, you know, you don't see the expression on their face, you just see the eyes. However, the eyes, they say, is a window to the soul. And we, we can communicate a lot with our eyes. And the wonderful thing is, is that God is attentive to the mere glance of his people when we look to the Lord, when we lift up our eyes to the Lord. That's what we're doing tonight. That's what we're doing in this prayer week. We are lifting up our eyes to the Lord. Think about, it's written in, uh, in spatial language lifting up, and that's, that's deliberate. I mean, God is all around us, God is in our hearts and so forth, that God lives, is living here. But this is focusing our attention on the fact that when we look to the Lord, and we look up to the Lord, not only are we in surrender to God, but we are recognizing that God is directing all things he is in control, and the moment we look to the Lord, do you know what? We're not looking at all the negative circumstances around us. We're taking our eyes off ourselves, our eyes even off others in terms of what are people thinking, what are people saying, and, and what's happening, and taking our eyes off even the most uh, difficult of circumstances, such as this global pandemic. And just imagine this right now, all over the world, there are millions of believers, billions of believers all over the world. And every time we pray, whether we pray individually or in, in, in a church service or in our own private devotions, however we pray, if we pray through word for word the Lord's Prayer, which is a, which is a practice amongst many Christians uh, all over the globe, but whenever we pray, the whole world of believers lifting up their eyes to the Lord at a time like this. I want to say, this is a good time to look up. A good time to look to the Lord. A good time to fix our gaze upon Him. Now, he addresses Father as Father. Now, remember that he is in a unique relationship with the Father. Do you remember Jesus said after the resurrection, I have not yet ascended to my God and your God, my Father and your Father. In other words, there is a unique relationship between Father and Son within the Trinity. But also know that we have been included in the family relationship that we are sons and daughters of God, not because we are divine beings and somehow part of God. Godness, no, we are brought into a relationship with God which is described in family language. God, not only is God very relational, he's relational by nature, he is very familial, he, he loves family. And, and, and we are brought together into the family of God. Now, a couple of major prayers, just going to touch on two of them. 
or three. I'll, I'll try and slip three in very, very briefly. So um, in verse one, the second part of verse one to verse five, the theme there is glory. Um, I won't expound this. I'd love to, but I won't because we, we, our focus is not biblical exposition tonight, but focus on prayer. So what I will simply say is this, that the focus of our prayer and indeed the whole of our lives is the glory of God. Now, this should be the most common prayer. It's, it's the go-to prayer for every believer. God, glorify your name. We want to see Jesus glorified. In this passage, Jesus speaks about the fact that he'd laid aside all the external trappings and visible manifestations of his glory in heaven. And he says, Father, glorify you, glorify me with the glory I had with you before the world began. And Jesus felt very keenly the, the desire to be brought back into the outward expression of the glory of God. He laid at least the outward expression of it to one side. But it was his by right and it's how it, it, it is so right and so fitting that God gets all the glory. He is glorious. And, and the glory of God is not just some shining thing that you might find in a, in a, a, a laser beam exhibition or in some kind of firework uh, celebration. God's glory is more than just the outshining of who he is. God's glory is his will. It is his weight. It is his worth. It is his divine opinion. Our holy and righteous God is glorious. So our prayer, prayers should be prayed in the direction of God's glory. What will glorify God the most? God, get glory to yourself during this coronavirus. Okay, next. Life. Life. He says, I have given them life. And this is eternal life. That they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. You can't get it clearer than that. Those truths are so resisted by unbelieving minds and hearts. God exists. He is the only God, the one true and living God. And knowing him means life. Rejecting him cuts you off from life. But when you embrace Jesus, you receive life. He that has the Son has the Father also. The way to the Father is in knowing Jesus. So, in our praying, we want to pray for one another and pray for ourselves that we would know him better. That the Holy Spirit, in all situations and circumstances, supremely, when we come to the Bible text, in the knowledge and power of the Holy Spirit, the knowledge of God pours forth, pours forth from the pages of Scripture. But that knowledge is not just a book knowledge. It's a deep spiritual experiential knowledge and also it's practical. Knowing God is about how we experience His life and apply His life and learn His ways in our daily life. Knowing God. Number three, the truth. The truth. 
Very important principle. We're going to come back to this whole principle of truth at various times throughout this year, because in our generation, truth is denied. Um, even that where the truth exists in an objective sense is denied, or it's so inaccessible. We're being told today that truth is a construct of society by those in power to oppress other people. Now, that's not the Bible understanding of truth. Later on in the passage, you can read what I'm reading now from verse 15 through to verse 18 and verse 19. It is about who God is in his nature. And there is something so salutary, sanitizing about truth. Not just facts and figures and statistics and knowledge out there in the world, worldly stuff, that's good enough, I suppose, as far as it goes, but aligning our lives with truth. And Jesus kind of finishes this prayer, it's not quite the end, but he finishes this prayer and he says, I want you to sanctify them in your truth. And just as Jesus said, I consecrate myself unto the service of God, he says, I pray that they will also, that's you and I, he prays for us, he actually says, not just the disciples of his day, it says for all those who believe in him through their word, that we are also set apart for the service of God, sanctified unto God. So all of this is, is and much, much more, is found in Jesus' prayer. I hope that stimulated you a little bit and encouraged you tonight and we're going to now prepare to go into the Zoom room. But before we do that, I'd like us to prepare for our Wednesday evening offering. Um, let's, let's do this, if the worship team will come back, and straight after the worship song, I'm going to introduce the Zoom room and hand over to Lola. All right, so on the screen you'll find the regular ways of giving. Uh, it's important that I mention them again, for some may not know these uh, ways of giving, bit.ly forward slash ktgiving is an online URL that you, you click on to be able to, to give. Then we've got the phone number 020879 That is uh, so you can give uh, by telephone or people waiting for your call now. And then there is uh, the, um, uh, the account number and sort code for internet banking. I also want to encourage you, while we're preparing to, to, to give tonight, to, well, I want to thank you, first of all, for those who already do this. I'm holding up a paper copy of the uh, standing order form, which is available in the foyer. If you go to kt.org and go to the finance section, there is a drop-down menu, and you can download this, and you can complete this form. Now, standing order giving will mean that you don't have to, every time there's an offering, uh, you know, uh, go and connect and do it. Uh, you can do it just once and then your giving will be regular. Uh, and many, many people give this way. They tithe their income to the Lord and it goes straight into the bank accounts. Very practical and very useful. So I encourage you to do that and thank you for all of you who are doing that already. Okay, well, let's all stand and at home join in in the offering and also in this song of worship before we go to the prayer room. Thank you.
us again who you are. All things are possible, God of the Thank you so much. God bless you. You may be relieved to go into the prayer room, or, or, but you're not allowed to go for a McDonald's, all right? Okay. All right, everybody. That's fantastic. So now, um, uh, let, let's take the screens away. We, we, we'll soon be right there in the Zoom. So here we have our Zoomina room. And Lola, would you please spotlight Lola so that I can talk to Lola I can see you up there, but I want to see you big. There we go. All right, Lola, God bless you. Thank you for leading us tonight and, and pulling together a team. I'm going to hand over to you directly. You take it all the way through. We won't be in interrupting. Um, but just before you do that, thank you so much for all, all your work over the last year uh, for those Reveal Lounge programs that you, you did during lockdown. And it was absolutely fantastic. And thank you so much also for bringing that team together tonight. So, Lola, over to you. Lead us on. Thank you very much, Pastor Colin. Good evening, Kensington Temple. Can you all hear me? Yes? All right, excellent. Okay, wonderful. 
Okay, so myself, as Pastor Colin mentioned, and uh, members of the Giants of uh, Law and Reveal Lounge, and uh, yet today from the Giants of Medicine, will be leading a prayer tonight from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Okay, so one of the themes, one of the aims of the Giants Ministry um, and the Reveal Lounge is community outreach and um the theme our theme for praying tonight um is um being salt and light in our communities in the city in the nations and being a good neighbor before we start to pray individually uh we're going to have an opening prayer followed by a time of just getting everybody together to exalt the Lord and worship him. And then we'll move on into a time of repentance on behalf of the nation. And then we'll pray in tongues for a few uh, minutes and then we'll start with the prayers. And of course, Isaken will also lead, it a, lead us in a, in a song, um, a cappella. All right, so um, let's start now with an opening prayer. Father Lord, we thank you. For the last two days we thank you for this week of praying and fasting we thank you for what you have begun we commit the session tonight onto your hands lord we pray that you will complete that which you have started both tonight and the rest of the week we ask lord that you will lead us as we pray tonight we ask for your anointing upon us we pray lord that you will pray through us oh father we commit this time onto your hands lord in the name of jesus christ amen Amen. I'm going to invite the panelists to unmute themselves as we begin to exalt the name of the Lord together. Unmute ourselves, panelists. Let us just raise up our voices. Church, everybody stand, sit, kneel. Let us just begin to raise up our voices right now. Just begin to exalt the name of the Lord. So, Father, eternal rock of ages, the almighty God, the God of God, the King of kings, we lift up to you. We worship you. We exalt you, God. There is no other God but you. You are the God who honors us. The God of all the We are young and young. The ancient of the the Amen. So can I just encourage us, if, if you're comfortable with it, if we can go on our knees, you know, as um, it's as an act of symbolism. We don't have to, but if you're comfortable doing so, if we just go on our knees as we cry unto the Lord for, uh, 
repentance on behalf of ourselves, on behalf of the city, on behalf of the nations. Let us cry to the, to the Lord. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Let us cry unto the Lord on behalf of the nations, on behalf of our we pray for those who do not know you. Open your eyes to see that they are lost in the underneath you. We ask, oh God, that we will humble ourselves, oh God. Humble ourselves. We come for mercy. Grow up. God of mercy. Humbly, Father. We pray for mercy. We pray for mercy. Father, we pray for mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy upon my family. Have mercy upon my family. Have mercy upon my nation, Father. Have mercy upon us. Amen. Can we begin to pray in tongues? Um. Let's pray in tongues right <laughs> Glory, 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 hallelujah, 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 amen. Okay, panelists, thank you. Can you please um, mute yourselves? Um, uh, and then I'm going to invite Esther Ken to lead us in a song before we begin to pray. Hallelujah. Lord, prepare me. Be a sanctuary. 
pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living for Lord, prepare to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living. Thank you, Mary, for with thanksgiving, we will be living. Thank you, Mary, for Amen. Thank you, Mr. Kemp. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, I'm going to lead in the first um, three prayer points um, and then um, pass on to the next person who will lead us um, in prayer. So, as, as I mentioned earlier, our theme is the, being the salt and light of the earth and also being a good neighbor. Um, the the Katie Giants Ministry Reveal Lounge. Um, one of our visions, one of our aims, is community outreach. I'm going to start off by praying first that we will rise up in our calling as salt and light. As stated there in Matthew 5:13-16, we are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled on the fruit. We are the light of the world. A town built on a city cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it in its own stand and, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, we are to let our light shine before all men so that they may see our good works and deeds, but give glory to the Father. So let's pray. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, that as cell groups, as individuals, the various giants at Kensington Temple, the church, the city, we will continue to rise up in our calling as salt and light, to illuminate the communities, the city and the nations. We'll come against the schemes and the agenda of the enemy to hinder us from shining our lights. We'll come against the spirit of fear for we are a city that is set on a hill and it cannot be hidden. Lord, we pray that you, uh, we, we, may we rise to give light to all who are in our households, to all the people in our communities, to all the people in our sphere of influence, oh God. 
May we illuminate wherever we are, at work, wherever we go, with our friends, our neighbors, our communities, in the name of Jesus. And Father, let our light so shine before men that they may give you the glory that you may receive the glory, that they will be drawn to you, that they will want to know more about you, that they will, that they will hunger for you, that they will thirst for you, that the lost will, will come run him back to the Father, that the lost will want to know the Father, that the lost will be reconciled with the Father. Father, let your, let, let, let your name be glorified. Let your name be lifted up, Father. Let your name be glorified, that the people of your people will be restored to the father the lost to be restored to the father the lost to be returned to you they'll return home father in the name of jesus christ let us all arise oh god as cell groups as individuals as a church to be the salt and light that we are called to be to illuminate all our environments to illuminate our communities as giants oh god we pray that we shall continue to step forth and to illuminate our our, our, our environment our industries that people will want to know more about you that people People will be drawn to the Father. That despite everything that is going on, the COVID situation, people would want to know more about you, Heavenly Father. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. My second prayer point. Um, Jesus says in Mark 12, 31, love your neighbor as yourself. To love someone as yourself. You have to know the person and spend time with the person and strive to understand the person. In, in, the, in the current climate that we're in with the COVID-19, you know, it's a little bit difficult, <laughs> you know. We, we, we come up with excuses, valid excuses, of course, but we are called to love our neighbors. So we need to pray for wisdom as to how to be there for our neighbors, how to how to. Um, support our neighbors, how to be God in um, God's instrument and now pieces in their lives. Luke 10 talks about the parable of the Good Samaritan. Jesus showed how easy it is to choose our own needs and, and over the needs of others, especially when we tell ourselves that, oh, we can't stop because we have other important things to get into, you know? So how, how do we go from looking only to our own needs and preferences to helping um, those around us. The truth is we cannot do it on our own. Matthew 22, 37 to 40 says, uh, we must first of all love God. So to be a good neighbor, we must first love the Lord with all of our heart, our soul and our mind. So let us pray now that we will love God holy, that we, will, that we will draw closer to him, that we will know him intimately, and we will, and we will just love him. And that he, we will, let's pray for inspiration, for wisdom as to how to be a good neighbor. So Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, that you will teach us to love you, that you, we will love you wholeheartedly, that we will draw closer to you, O oh God, daily. We will draw closer to you, Father, and we will love you. We pray for revelation. We pray for wisdom. We pray for insight as to how to be good neighbors, O oh God, how to provide for those who are needy, how to be there for our neighbors, to be there for those who are desperate. We pray that we shall be your vessel, 
your mouthpiece, your instrument as the giant, oh God. How do we be there for the neighbors as individuals, as cell groups, as a church? How do we be there for our neighbors, oh God? We pray, we thank you for the various activities going on, the, the food hub. We pray more people will arise to do more. We pray more people will arise to put the needs of others above ourselves, oh God. We pray that more people will arise to be the neighbors that you have called us to be, to be the good neighbors that you have called us to be, to love our neighbors, to love you, and to love our neighbors. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And then my final prayer point, at Isaiah 43, 19, it says, Behold, I, I am doing a new thing. Um, last November, in our cell, we were led to pray and fast for 30 days, the whole of November. And every night at 10 p.m., we got together to pray and by Zoom. <laughs> and uh, one of our prayer points was that God will birth something new, that God would do something new in our lives, in the church, in the community, in the city, in the nations this year, 2021. I, on one of those prayer nights, I the Lord showed me a vision of a crate of eggs, a full crate of eggs. And um, I believe the interpretation of that, I, I saw the crate of eggs a few times. In fact, the second time I saw it, uh, there was a key inserted into one of the eggs. I believe that the eggs, first of all, means fr fertility, fruitfulness, that God is going to do new things and God is going to open the door to new things, to breakthroughs, to fruitfulness in our lives. Also, um, last week, as we were praying, I saw the word breakthrough. And I also saw um, two doors were shut, but one of them burst wide open. Um, so we're going to pray now that God has already shown it. We're going to pray for the physical manifestation of what he has already shown us, the breakthrough, the fruitfulness, the fertility. And, and I believe that this fruitfulness and fertility and the new thing that God is going to do is, is going to be in our personal lives, as well as in the cell groups, in the church. The church is going to see growth. Well, we're in the city, in the nations, we are going to see people turn back to the Father. We are going to see... Um, breakthrough in this um, COVID situation. It is finally going to come to an end. We just, um, and I remember Pastor Colin mentioning um, Psalm 1-3 the other day. And I, I, again, I mentioned this in November that um, one of the things I thought God is saying is that um, just like the tree that is planted by the river, the, the tree that is planted by the water produces fruits. In order for us to experience this breakthroughs, in order for us to experience this fruitfulness and this abundance, this fertility, we need to draw closer to the Father. We need to draw closer to him in intimacy, in relationship, in worship. So let us pray now that we will draw closer to the Father in intimacy, in relationship, that we will bear much fruit. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the revelation and that there will be breakthrough. We thank you for the new beginnings. We thank you for the new things that you are going to do. We thank you for the fruitfulness, for the fertility. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pronounce it, we declare it. We, we declare in the name of Jesus Christ, fruitfulness in our personal lives, fruitfulness in our cell groups, fruitfulness in the church. 
fruitfulness in the city, fruitfulness in the nation, breakthrough, oh Lord, the end of COVID in the name of Jesus Christ, the end of COVID in the name of Jesus Christ. We will see the church grow. We will see the lost restored to the Father. We will see fertility. I also believe that this year, 2021, God is going to bring forth fertility. There are a lot of women who have been praying for, for, for the fruit of the womb. And I believe that God is going to do it. Um, and so I want to encourage you, if you are a married woman who's seeking the Lord for the fruit of the womb, your time is coming. So just let us hold on to that word. Let, let, we pray, Father, for fruitfulness. We pray there shall be fruit of the womb. You have shown it. So we pray for the physical manifestation. We are trusting in you. But you're not a man that you shall lie to us. Not a son of man that you shall repent. But a God who honors his word. A God who answers prayers. A God who does what he says he will do. A God of gods. The king of kings. Lord, we prophesy over our lives. Over this nation. Fruitfulness in the name of Jesus Christ. Abundance in the name of Jesus Christ. Growth in the name of Jesus Christ. The end of COVID. Lots of babies, lots of babies. You know, this morning as we were praying with my cell group ladies, um, um, I was going over the prayer points for today and um, the fertility. And then I got a message from um, a lady who used to be in our generation. She's now moved to Canada and she had a baby um, in the early hours of the morning, last night, this morning, and she sent a picture of her baby. Um, you know, she was, you know, in the in the labor room, and and I was like, yeah, you know, we've got the first baby being born already on the fifth of January. So we use that as a point of contact to believe for other people that will there will be more babies this year in the name of Jesus Christ, physical babies as well as spiritual babies. There will be growth. There will be um, there will be break through his father we thank you in advance for the testimonies for the rejoicing for the thanksgiving in the mighty name of jesus christ we give you all the glory the honor and the adoration in the mighty name of jesus christ amen glory be to god thank you i'm now going to invite um daniel to lead us in the next prayer point daniel is um a, a lawyer a member of the Katie Lawyers Forum. Thank you. Thank you, Lola. Good evening, Katie. Good evening. Uh, it's good to be here tonight to join together in a corporate prayer because I do believe God has called us for a purpose this week as arranged by Pastor Colin because God is doing a new thing and he has called us to partner with him into what he's doing even in our lives, in our church. Um, I'm going to pray about having impact in our community, in our society, as Christians and professionals. I'm going to read from Romans 1.16. It says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. It's the power of God for salvation for Amen. everyone who believes. But I've, uh, I've been involved in consolidation, involved in evangelism. But I begin to wonder, as the power of God ceased in saving people, and I've concluded that the power of God is there. Mm. Power of God has not changed. The ability of God to save people has not changed. But why is the response so low? Mm. 
then my spirit just went back to the parable of the sower, which Christ said about the different kind of people that receive the word of God. I remember people coming to Christ, giving their life to Christ, and when it's time to follow them up, they say, what are you talking about? I can't remember. I don't even want to talk to you anymore. So what is it that's not making people to respond to the gospel of salvation, which has the power of God to save people? Mm. And I begin to know it's all okay. about the preparation okay. of the heart. Just like I think Eddie said yesterday, the mm. plowman has to be sent forth to prepare the hearts mm. before the seed is sown. So I want to pray tonight that God will use us as professionals, as members of KT, to be plowmen. Amen. Parts of the people that will come to hear the word of God, that the word of God may be sown in a steady and ready heart that will bear fruits. Mm. And again, I'll come to see, see again through the parable as well that there are reasons why people are not responding. The cares of this life, mm -hmm. the enemy coming to steal the word, and temptation and trials. So I'm going to pray that as we begin to uh, reach out to our community, reach out to our colleagues, that their hearts will be prepared. So Father Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as we begin to spread forth your word that has the power to save people, I pray, oh God, that the hearts of men will be prepared. I pray you send forth your word that will cultivate the hearts of the hearers, oh God, that your hearts will be fertile grounds for the seed to be sown. And we know that the enemy wants to steal the seed from the hearts of these individuals, Lord. But we pray right now, oh God, that your hearts will be gathered by your spirit, that every word sown will not be stolen by the enemy, that every word sown will fertilize be fertilized in the ground and shall bear much fruit, Father. Father, we pray for every individual that has been going out evangelizing, that have been going out uh, uh, seeking souls to be saved, oh God. We pray, oh God, that they be encouraged tonight, that the power of God is still available to save. We pray that they'll be encouraged tonight to know that God will send ahead of them plowmen to plow the soil, to get the soil ready for that which you're about to do. Like we've been hearing, oh God, that you're about to do a new thing, oh God. That new thing is sending out men who are skilled, Lord, skilled sowers, skilled plowmen, and skilled investors, oh God. These are individuals that you've prepared and you've equipped, oh God. So we pray, oh Lord, as professionals, oh God, in our various fields, Lord, that we will use us in the strength of your spirit to become men and men and women, Lord, who will stand and identify with that power that can save, oh God. For there is no other name, like you said in your word, that is given unto men that they may be saved, but the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we begin to stand firm with the name of Christ in all the areas we go to, Lord. We pray, just like your word says in Psalms 2, 7 to 8, that we should ask for the nations and you will give them to us, Lord. So we call for the nations, O oh God, that their hearts be prepared for the word that is coming unto them, Lord. We ask for the city of London, O oh God, like you said in your word, if we should ask for the nations, Lord, you will give us the hidden as an inheritance, O oh Lord. We receive the souls of men and women in this city as an inheritance unto us, O oh Lord, because you said we should ask, and we are asking right now. 
Father, we call upon you, Lord, that that same power that's available, Lord, to save, make available to our city, make available in our towns, in our professions, oh God, that men and women will hear your word and your hearts will be ready to grasp and be saved. Father, we call upon you today that we will not be ashamed. And those who have been going there for years, years and years, plowing, and there seems to be no result, oh God, Father, oh Lord, I pray you strengthen them right now. I pray you that they be encouraged to know that there is still power in the gospel of Christ. Father, I pray that they be encouraged, oh God, even those who are saying, Lord, I'm going to give up, I'm tired of evangelizing. I'm tired of following up people, Lord, I pray right now that your spirit will be encouraged, oh God, because there is still power that in due time this harvest will come. In due time, the harvest will be brought in, oh God, by the people you've prepared to reign in the harvest, oh God. Father, we pray right now that none shall be lost. Every harvest that is ripened, that has been brought in, Lord, none shall be lost. And those that have wandered away through temptation and trials, oh God, we pray that your spirit will bring them back in and every seed that has fallen by the wayside and the devil wants to take away from the hearts of men. We pray that those seed be replanted in plowed souls, that those seed, the word of salvation be replanted even in the hearts of the hearers of God. For that we call upon you right now, for you are the Lord of the harvest. You are the one going to bring in the harvest because we are your men, your footmen, your workmen, but you will bring in the harvest, oh Lord. For that, Lord, I pray you give your people a willing heart to go out and be workers in your vineyard. I pray you give your people a willing heart to step up and be ready to be identified with Christ, oh God, for we are not ashamed. We are not ashamed and we will not be ashamed. Even when the society wants to put us in the back seat, we refuse to be put in the back seat. We go ahead, oh Lord, propagating and promulgating your name, that that is the name that can save our nation. We call upon that name, Jesus, tonight to save and heal our land in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we call upon you, Lord, as a people joined together, ready and willing to follow your calling, to follow your order, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Back to Lola. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. All right. So now um, I'm going to invite Mamiya to lead us in prayer. Uh, Mamiya is both a member of the Reveal Lounge team and the Lawyers Forum. Thank you, Mamiya. Hi, Katie. Hi, everybody. Um, it's such an honor to um, be present on this um, prayer time and in this prayer meeting. And when um, Lola asked me to um, be part of it, I thought, oh Lord, what am I gonna say? And then yesterday um, in my prayer time, um, I was praying and I was saying, Lord, what can I share with um, the body? And um, he led me to um, Numbers, Numbers 21. Um, and my cell ladies will tell you that I really love the book of Numbers because it just shows how the, the, you know, initially the children of Israel were going into the promised land, but it talks about the spies before they um went into the promised land, they had to go and spy out the lands and just the wisdom of God in, in how he kind of directed them and, you know, the bad reports and the good reports and what are you going to believe? And so when he led me to Numbers and particularly 21, um, you see that they have, um, they've come to 
they've, they've come to a part where they're about to enter Canaan. So I'm just going to read from um, Numbers 21, 1 to, I think it's 9. Um, and the title of, of what God laid on my heart was, um, this is not a time to turn away from the Lord, or this is not a time to murmur against him. So in uh, Numbers 21, the king of Arad, the Canaanite, who dwelt in the south, heard that Israel was coming onto the road of Athram. Then he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. So Israel made a bow to the Lord and said, if you will indeed deliver this people into my hands, then I will utterly destroy the, their cities. And the Lord listened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites and they utterly destroyed them and their cities. So the name of that place was called Horamah. Then they journeyed, verse four, then they journeyed from Mount Hor by way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water and our souls loathe this worthless bread. So the Lord sent fiery serpents amongst the people and they bit the people and many of the people of Israel died. Verse seven, therefore the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he, he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And so it was, if a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. And I thought this passage was interesting to me because, as I said, when I was praying, um, the words that kind of came to me were um, uh, snake bites um, and that he would uh, use the snake to next to heal them. Um, but my prayer points from this passage that I've read, just get my phone. Okay, so the first prayer point is, as I said, the children of Israel are on their way to the promised land. And in the times that we're in, it's like we appear to be on our way out of this um, well, I want to say we're on a way out of this uh, pandemic by way of a vaccine, whatever you your thoughts are on being pro it or against it. Um, but this is not a time to be discouraged. And you will read in um, verse four when it says, and the soul of the people became very discouraged. So I want to pray that in this time that I think even Pastor Colin said, it's like a, a chink of light. Um, we know that Jesus is our light, irrespective of what is going on. I, I want to pray that, you know, we do lift our eyes to him, that we are not discouraged in this time, even though the news is saying, um, you know, the death rates are going to um, rise and that we're at the, the bottom of this, uh, uh, I don't know if it's a curve, um, but it's going to get worse. But whatever 
is going to happen. We still trust in the Lord. We're still believing in him. So let's let's pray. Father, I um, I just lift up this word, lift up this um, prayer point that in this time, Father God, that we, your children, will not be discouraged and that we will look to you, Father God, irrespective of what is going on around us, Lord. We will look to you and not be discouraged on the way um, to, uh, you know, a way out of this pandemic, Lord. We know that you are the way out of this, Father God. We know that you have infinite wisdom and guidance. And we pray, Lord, we look to you, we lift our eyes to you and we ask you, Lord, help us. Help us not to be discouraged. Help us to be a light to those around us, those around us who are maybe not believers and even to other believers who are struggling in these times. Let us be a point of contact to encourage those people around us, Lord. Let us be even stronger, as Lola mentioned in this Psalm 1, that we will be so strong in you, planted by um, planted by you, planted um, in your word, rooted in your word, because your word brings life, Father God, that we may be that source of encouragement to people, Father God, um, in the name of Jesus. Uh, the second prayer point from this passage, um, that this is not a time to speak against God, um, in this uh, passage, um, verse, uh, so um, Numbers 21, verse 5, um, and the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us um, out of Egypt and to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water and, and our soul, souls loathe this worthless bread. You know, God is still providing for us in this time. You know, I've heard so many testimonies of people um, getting jobs, getting promotions. Um, I got a new job. I got a promotion. Um, and, you know, people have been blessed. And equally, um, I know that, yes, people have lost jobs and, and um, you know, it, it hasn't been kind. Um, but irrespective, God is still God. And, um, you know, even more so when I look back over last year, the fact that we're all here um, on the is it the sixth sixth of January, twenty twenty one. You know, we I'm sure each of us are a, a, a point of contact. We've know somebody that's ever passed away. You know, somebody who's thrived, somebody who's died, somebody who somebody who's been touched by this. But God is still um, in control, um, and so I want to pray that um, you know this is not a time for us to turn away from Him or turn against Him or or to be, um, or to murmur against um, his goodness and what he's doing. He's still providing for us in this time. And also, let me add to that, um, let us have a heart of gratitude. You know, um, the children of Israel said, um, for there is no food and no water and our, uh, for our souls and, they, um, and loaves these worthless bread. God still provided bread, but they looked upon it. Let us not despise, you know, the things that or take for granted the things that um, God give, blesses us with. You know, the, the, the fact that we may have roofs over our heads, central heating, food, um, friendships, um, you know, you know, you name it. The smallest thing we can give thanks for that. So, Father, I just want to come to you in this time and um, I just want to say, you know, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you have you've kept each and every one of us father god and yeah lord we know there are people that are struggling we know people that are um really having a difficult time lord but we know you are still god and we still turn our hearts to you we still um come to you father god and you know lord 
when we are struggling and we when we just want to you know be annoyed or be angry at you or, or blame you father god help us father god to just have that heart of humility and just humble ourselves and just say lord have mercy on us have mercy on us lord because we don't know we don't know what is um going on we look to you as our light we look to you as our guide we look to you as our strength father god we look to you father god to, to help us father god and you know lord we thank you we thank you for um the jobs we thank you for our friends we thank you for our families we thank you for our friends who have been a source of encouragement we thank you for the church father god thank you for the cell groups Lord, just thank you for your provision. However you've done it, we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, I pray. Um, and then the last couple of prayer points. Um, I've got intercede, pray to the Lord on behalf of the nations. And um, as the children of Israel, you know, they murmured against the Lord. You'll see in verse 6, so um, Numbers 21, 6, um, the Lord responded to how they were being ungrateful um, and sent the fiery serpents. Um, and um, obviously uh, the serpents bit them and, and, and numbers died. And so we just praying, um, interceding on the nation, Lord, have mercy, have mercy on those that are yeah, murmuring against you and, um, you know, blaming you, Lord, for what is going on. Um, so Father, we just come to you and we just we just say, have mercy, Lord, have mercy on us, Father God. Because as I said, we don't know, Father God, but you know, you know um, how you're going to lead us out of this, Lord. And we pray that this is a time and an opportunity for you to glorify yourselves. And we as your children, as your instruments, Father God, we pray that you help us to just surrender and to, for you to be able to use us for uh, use us Lord and to have that heart to, to want to be used Father God in this time because I think it was Pastor um, uh, is it Marcelo yesterday said you know there's no point saying use me and it's better that you you don't say use me um, than to pray that and then not you know want to be used by the Lord um, so Father yes Lord help us help us in this time to be um an instrument, a willing instrument, Lord, um, in Jesus' name. Um, and just finally, um, God used the very thing um, uh, that the snakes that bit them, he used the very thing as a, a, as a resolution. So I think it's in verse 8 and 9, he said to look upon the serpents, um, and by looking at that, you're going to be healed. Um, and sometimes, from my understanding of vaccines, um, within a vaccine, it actually contains uh, like a weakened down version um, of the very thing that causes the, the virus or, 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 or the spreading of, of, of what it is. I'm not a doctor by any means. Um, but I just thought that was really interesting that God used that the serpents that bit them it was the serpents that healed them. So um, anyway, Lord, we just lift that into your hands. We lift this vaccine into your hands. We just lift this whole situation into your hands, Lord. And we just ask for your infinite wisdom. As Pastor Collins said, it is between us and you, Lord, um, as to how we go forward of this vaccine. And I just pray for your wisdom and your guidance in that, Father God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
Amen. Over to Lola. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Mamiya. Now we are going to move on to the next person that's um, Ugoma, who is also a lawyer, who will lead us in the next prayer points. Um, so if you're in the Katie building, please can I encourage you to stand up and, and engage with, with the praying. Don't be shy. There's um, so much space around. <laughs> so um, if you could please um, join in the prayer by standing, if you're ha happy to do so, and, and pray along with us. Take advantage of the, of the space. Thank you. Um, Ugoma. Thank you, Lola. Good evening, Katie. So um, thank you again for having us. So I'm going to start. Let's just, these are the words of Jesus. He said, where two of, of us agree about anything we ask for, it will be done for us by our Father in heaven. Because where two or three gathered in my name, there I with them. So I think we're a little bit more than two or three in this meeting. So can we please just take God at his word? He doesn't lie. Let faith come. He's faithful. I'd like us to agree to, on two things, please. First of all, divine protection. Let's just look at Psalm 125 verses 1 to 3. And um, it says, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. From this, For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity. Let's look at Psalm 57 as well. That's the Psalm of David, one of my favorite characters in the Bible. He says, be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge until these calamities are, have passed by. I will cry out to God most high, to God who performs all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me. And then moving on to, he reproaches the one who's, who would swallow me up. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. And then let's move on to Psalm 7, where David says, My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and give you praise. So, I mean, there's so much happening out there. And it's not just COVID. And David, if anyone else knew all about troubles and you know, all those years exiled in the wilderness, running from Saul, encountering all sorts of wickedness, betrayal, attacks, looting, people humiliating his soldiers. But for each and each and every occasion, God came through for him in a strong way. And David gave God the glory. In both instances, the psalmist, these two psalms I've just read, he makes a declaration about divine protection but these declarations are prefaced with trusting God. So I think that there's a link between the two. So I want us to first of all pray that God will remove doubt from our respective hearts, subdue our hearts onto him and cause us to trust him and know that he means us well. So can we just pray that God will give us the grace to trust him? Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. Father, we thank you because we know that you love us, Father. We know that you mean well for us. Give us the grace to know this in our innermost beings, Father. Subdue our hearts unto you. Remove every doubt, Father, every fear, 
everything that makes us want to draw back, mm-hmm. Father, from trusting you. We ask you for the grace, Lord, to trust you because we know, Father, that you love us. You're a good God. Two things, Father, we know that you are merciful and that you are strong. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, Lord God, because you are able. Now, okay, so after praying for him to um, grace to trust him, let's also pray for his mighty hand of protection to be upon us, that he will be with us, as Jeremiah said, like a mighty and terrible one and deal with anything and anyone that means us harm, that he will protect our families and our friends, our loved ones, Christians, the church, our workplaces, Let's just trust him, you know, and with, with confidence, let's just make these declarations. Timothy said, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Hallelujah. So let's make these declarations. Uh, there's part of life and death in our tongues. If we decree a thing, it shall be established. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your mighty hand of protection upon us. We thank you, Father, because you are able. Father, you are strong. Father, we thank you for all the deliverances that you have worked for us in the past. Father, we look to you once again to deliver us, Father, protect us, preserve us, Father, shield us, Father, from all harm, direct us, Father, Lord God, take us out of the way of anything that is seeking to harm us. Father, we know that you, you are able and we know that you want to do this thing father we are standing in agreement for your divine hand of protection upon us father and your mercy forever father we thank you we bless you father we worship you continue to be with us father like you were with jeremiah as a mighty and terrible one father we thank you in the mighty name of jesus we have prayed amen so moving on um the next uh, prayer points that I want to talk about is discernment and this discernment for me is it's a knowing from God you just know that you know that you know you know it's um I called it I think when we were talking about this was I said I think I called it a final point on direction it's just it's just a knowing and um Isaiah's prophecy in verse 7 Isaiah seven fourteen to 15 when he prophesied about Jesus himself, um, I'm just going to cut to the chase. And he said, curds and honey shall he eat that he may know to refuse evil and choose the good. So evil doesn't necessarily come with, you know, horns and a pitchfork. Um, Sometimes evil looks good. And that's why we need discernment and knowing from God so we can refuse evil and choose good. My, my own definition of evil is anything that is not God's will for our lives. It can be in the form of a great-looking job, relationships with seemingly sold-out Christian people. Sometimes you may get an explanation and sometimes you may not from God. The fact is that he knows and that you know, that's in. And about and we trace our he was talking about the vaccine and you know, we should pray and know whether or not to take it. So it could be, you know, as simple as true God laying it on our hearts. Do we take this vaccine? And if so, which of the vaccines do we take? Amen. Um so Amen. Father, we thank you. 
We ask you for clarity of thought and of vision. Father, we ask you by your grace and mercy that you will cause us to know, and not just to know, that you will cause us also to act according to your will and according to your way, to your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Lola. Amen. Thank you, Goma. So um, we're now going to move on to John, who is a member of um, the Reveal Lounge team. Thank you, John. Good evening, everyone. I um, hope you're ha having a blessed evening. Privilege to be with you all this evening. Um, I wanted to just take you through uh, a couple of prayer points, one around John 4, um, really from verse 7 to 32. So I'm obviously not going to go through all of that with you, but I really wanted to emphasize a couple of um, points that really stood out to me. And this was really the story about Jesus and the encounter that he had with the lady um, at the well in Samaria, in Sychar. One of the things that kind of stood out there was that um, this encounter this lady came out at the sixth hour, sixth hour of the day. Um, you know, it was a time, well, it was about midday. It would have been extremely hot at that point of the day to come out. So clearly she didn't really want to necessarily be socializing with people at that time to come out at the hottest point of the day. But there was Jesus to meet with her. And such was the encounter that she had, that she came out to try and meet her own needs with water. Um, but there she met with the living water. Um, and such was the encounter and experience that she had um, from that revelation, so the encounter with Jesus, that she got a revelation of, of Christ and who he was and the Messiah, um, that she left the very things that she came to collect water with and ran out to go and meet the people, meet the people of the town to um, basically tell them about her testimony and bring them in. So one of the things that the point I want to pray here is that... Um, that testimony and that encounter that she had with the Lord was powerful enough to transform her from somebody who initially maybe who might not necessarily wanted to socialize with people um, to go in, to go and evangelize to the very same town. So our first prayer point is, I want to pray for us to pray for our friends, our colleagues, um, pray for uh, those in the, in, the, in the marketplace and the, those who officially have not um, had that encounter and experience with God. And what we want to pray for is we want to pray for them to not only have an encounter, but the encounter to be such that they get a revelation of who Christ is and that that will cause them to share. So let's pray. Father, we thank you, Father, for, um, for your word. We thank you, Father, that um, for the experience and the encounter with you. Lord, we pray for our families, our friends, Father Lord. We pray for our work colleagues, Lord God. We pray, Father Lord, for those who have never had that embrace or encounter with you, who have not come to know you. But Lord, we pray that in 2021, Father, this would be the season for them to embrace and to encounter you. Father, we pray that the encounter will be such, Lord God, that they would have such a revelation of you, Father Lord, um, that they would come to know you as God. Lord, they would come to know you as the Messiah and they would come to put their trust and their faith in you. Father Lord, we believe that Lord God that it will be a transformative um, experience Lord God that it will take them Lord from seeking their needs Father God to looking at the needs of others Lord God we pray for them right now Father Lord for those Lord God who we've been ministering to for ages or oh Lord Father Lord just those that Father Lord are, are still doubting who you are Lord God we pray you would bless them touch them Father Lord use us as points of contact and transform them Lord touch their hearts Lord in Jesus mighty name I pray Amen Amen the, the, the second point I want to pray about is, um, is I want to pray that for us that have had, 
have a testimony, who have had that experience and that encounter, sometimes what happens over, over time is that we forget what that first experience um, was like. If you can go back and reminisce when you encountered God for the first time or you first had that experience with, with, with Jesus, you would have been bursting at the seams to kind of share. Um, like that lady, you would have ran out and, and wanted to ex express that um, and tell all you can. But some of us have um, either kind of forgotten about our testimonies or may have, you know, other things may have, the, you know, the day-to-day -day cares of the world may have got involved or, or, you know, maybe there have been fears and anxieties, but we don't necessarily take that opportunity to share. So what we want to pray for is we want to pray for ourselves. We want to pray for our, ourselves. We want to pray for the downlines. We want to pray for the church that where we have maybe become complacent or we haven't shared, that we would be, um, we really want to pray for the passion of Christ to, to, to re-energize us and, um, so that we go out and that we become witnesses, but we become bold and fearless witnesses to share our testimonies and to make disciples um, as we've been, as, as the word tells us to do. So let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for, for, for the testimonies that we've had. And we thank you for the encounters that we've had. Tonight, Daddy, we pray, Lord God, any area where we've forgotten our testimonies, Lord God, or, or forgotten what that encounter with you has been, was like, Father, we pray that, Lord, that you would re-energize us, Lord, that you would revitalize us, that, Father, Lord, that we would have that same passion that Christ had, that, Father, Lord, that we would be obsessed, Lord God, with your kingdom, and with your and with your um, with the will of God, Father Lord, that we would go forward, Lord, to to share, Lord God. I pray that you would bring back to our memories, Lord God, um, bring back to ourselves our downlines, Father Lord, back to the church and the body of Christ and the nation, Father Lord, their testimonies. So, Father Lord, that more people will be brought into the kingdom, more people will be discipled, Father God. That Lord, that your message would spread, Lord God, even in this time of COVID, Father Lord. That Lord, whether it's through Zoom calls, through social media, Lord, that you would give us new strategies, Father Lord, to spread the word, Father, to spread the message, and to make disciples of all nations. In Jesus' wonderful name. And we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, point three, I, I want to just remind us of um, the word in Genesis 1.28. They were all called to be to multiply and to be fruitful. That's part of our very DNA and our very being. Um, and it was the mandate to us. So, you know, we prayed about the boldness and, and you know, with the testimony and being able to go out and share. But now we also want to have fruit. We want to be fruitful. So we're going to pray that as you go out and we share, and as now that we have been, um, we're being revitalized to go out and do so, that we would see much fruit. So let's pray for that. Father, we thank you, Lord God, tonight, Lord. Um, Lord, we thank you that in our DNA, you have caused us to, Father Lord, to, to have dominion, to be fruitful and to multiply. Father, we come against any power of the enemy, Father Lord, that stops us right now in the name of Jesus of being fruitful and multiplying and multiplying father we say that lord god that we will go back into the workplaces lord god there'll be fruitfulness and multiplication there into the marketplaces father lord in our homes in our families in ourselves father lord lord god that you will cause us to multiply and be fruitful father lord right now with, with the um be more fruitful, Lord God, in everything that we do. Lord, bless that work of our hands, Father Lord. And we pray, Lord God, as we go forth for your kingdom, Lord God, that you will continue to add on to us, Father Lord. I pray that you would do a new thing in the season with us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And then I guess the last point that I want to, uh, prayer point I want us to pray on is, we prayed over, um, we now ask to be fruitful, but we want to, in, in Matthew 9, 38, it says that the, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. 
with all the, the with with the people that come in, we want to pray for the consolidators. We want to pray for those teachers. We want to pray for the disciple makers. We want to pray that we won't be just um, we won't be uh, just people that come into the church church goers per se. We're not even just believers. We are disciple makers. Um, and so each one of us in the body of Christ has to play play their part. So we want to pray for more laborers to come in. And that means more more cell leaders, um, more you know, more people to more plowmen effectively. So let's pray, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that Lord, as you make us fruitful, Father God, Lord, that there is a harvest that is plentiful and ripe and ready to be reaped right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We pray, Lord God, that Lord, that you would transform us, Father Lord, Lord. Um, from just hearers, Father Lord, into doers of the word. That, Father Lord, that we will become effective disciple makers, Father Lord. We pray that there would be effective consolidators, Father Lord. We pray for teachers, Father Lord. We pray, Lord God, that in every area, Lord God, that we would be uh, we would be ready to receive that harvest, Father Lord. And Lord God, that we would consolidate them so they would grow and be able to go out and make more disciples. Father, we thank you for what you are doing in this season, Lord, and we thank you for the words of the prophecy that, Lord, that you prophesied over this house. Father, Lord, we pray that this latter day, Lord God, shall be greater, and that every single part of us as the body of Christ, Father, Lord, will be part of We'll be we'll play our part in that. We thank you tonight for everything you're doing, Father. We thank season, Lord God, and we thank you for the manifestation in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, Amen, Amen. Thanks a lot. Thank you, John. Thank you. We're now going to move on to um, Belinda, who is um, one of the Katie lawyers. Thank you, Belinda. Good evening, Katie family. Um, I would like us to focus on praying on uh, a couple of points. Uh, the first of which is to pray against the spirit of discouragement and instead to pray for a willing heart to trust in the Lord and to wholeheartedly commit ourselves to God and to believe that he will restore all that was taken from us individually, corporately, as a nation in 2020. Um, as a lot of us know in our Christian walk, uh, God has not promised us that we will live a life without challenges or without trials, but he's promised to be with us during those trials. And so for everyone who's experienced some sort of difficulty or challenge in 2020, um, let us agree that 2021 is a year of restoration. Uh, the devil uses discouragement as a tool, as an ammunition to prevent us from seeking God, to prevent us from walking in his ways, to prevent us from trusting in the Lord. Um, but it is impossible. The Bible says it is impossible for us to, to, um, to, without faith, it is impossible for us to please God. So for me, I believe that one of the things we need to key into and focus on in 2021 is that trust, reestablishing that trust where discouragement may have set in and caused us to begin to doubt or to question the will of God or to question the direction on. Uh, it, it's time for us to trust in God again and uh, commit our hearts to him, align ourselves with his will and with his word and that he will bring us through and restore us. The scriptures I'm going to rely on, are, I'm going to, we're going to stand on in Psalm 37, verses three to seven. And I'm just going to take snippets out of those, of those verses. Uh, verse three says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Verse four says, take delight in the Lord. Some version says, 
some versions say, delight yourself in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. That's verse five. Uh, and he will make your righteousness, your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. And then verse seven says to be still before the Lord. So we have to start by trusting in the Lord, going back on his, to, to God on his word, delighting ourselves in God, committing our ways to God, and then being still before the Lord and just trusting and knowing that the Father will come through for us. He will restore all that has been taken away from us in the year 2020. He will restore a hundredfold in 2021. He will, he will, he will order our steps and he will, he will ensure that we enjoy safe pasture as we dwell in the land. So if we could just um, pray uh, wherever we are, Father, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you that you're a good father. We want to thank you that you are a good, good father. You are a good God and you are kind and you're merciful and you love us above all things. You have shown us that love by sending your son to die on the cross, the ultimate display of love. And Lord, we just want to thank you for that. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will realign our hearts, realign our will, realign our our faith in you, oh God, Father, that we will once again trust in you where discouragement may have set in. Father, we ask that you will approach the seed of discouragement and instead plant a seed of faith, oh God, Father, that will, that will, that, that will fudge us on to believe and to trust and to, be, and to delight ourselves in you, knowing that you have a good plan for us, knowing that you have a good you have a good purposes for our lives in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you will enable us, give us a uh, give us yielded hearts, oh God, that will commit to you, that will trust in you, that will do your will, oh God, Father. Let our hearts be aligned to your will. Let our hearts be aligned to your purposes. Teach us again to, and to, to delight ourselves in you, oh God, knowing that as we delight ourselves in you, you will grant us the desires of our hearts. And Father, as we trust, as we come, as we delight ourselves in you, as we commit our ways to you, teach us to be still, to be still before you, to know that you are God and that you will be exalted on the earth and you'll be exalted in our lives. Teach us to be still and trust in you and to wait patiently for your deliverance, oh God. Father, we just thank you that as you, as we do, as we do this, as we trust, as we wait, as we commit, as we delight, that you, oh God, will bring restoration, restoration of all that was taken, all that was that the enemy tried to take uh, from our lives. You will restore, Father. In place of mourning, you will give us, you will give us uh, rejoicing and dancing in the name of Jesus, Father. We just thank you and we bless you in the name of Jesus. The second point I would like us to pray on is um, uh, just for the church to to once again arise for the church to be a voice of reasoning and a voice of reckoning uh, to, to the nations. And so I want us, I would like us to focus on the scripture, second Chronicles seven fourteen, which says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I, and will, and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Uh, I believe, and we believe as Christians that, the, uh, and as much as we don't always get, we don't always get involved in politics. But the the church should be um, uh, uh, the 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 moral compass for the nation. The church should be a refuge. It should be the reference points that the governments and the uh, and the people in authority in the corridors of power turn to for direction, 
we are in a situation, we find ourselves in a situation where the government needs direction. The entire world needs direction. And who better to give that direction but the church that hears directly from God. And we not, not, not just that they will come physically to the church, but that God will plant people in the corridors of power. God will plant people in government. God will plant people through the, the giant's ministry who will be a voice like, like John the Baptist, a voice in the wilderness declaring the kingdom of God. And so, Father, we just want to thank you. We, want to, we, we, we humble ourselves and we ask, oh God, even as we, we repented when we started the, this, the, the prayer session, Father, we thank you that you have heard us and you are a merciful God and you will forgive us and you will heal our land. Father, as you heal our land, we ask that you will give the church the authority once again to be that voice of reckoning, to be that voice of reason to the nations, to be that voice of reason to the governments in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord God, that you will establish your church as a city on, a, on the hill. Father, we are the salt. We are the light, oh God, Father. Father, may we put us in positions where we can influence uh, policy making. We can influence decision making, oh God, Father, so that the trajectory of this nation, of this land, and of our, of our individual lives also, Father, will be along the path that you have carved out for us in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord God, we just thank you that you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or think or imagine. And we thank you for the opportunities that you will begin to give to the church. You will begin to give to the body of Christ to, to, to channel and direct the cause of this nation, to channel and direct policy making, to channel and direct decision making, oh God, Father. As, as, a, as a government seek, seek to, to find ways to bring resolution to the economic and the political and the financial issues, Father, Lord God, let the church be once again that voice of reason as the priest did in the, in, the, in the days of the Old Testament, the priest gave advice to the kings. Father, let the church once again, as your representative here on earth, bring direction and bring focus and bring your truth to this land. And to, the, and to the ends of the world. Father, we just give you thanks and we bless your holy name. We thank you that you have heard us because we have prayed in accordance with your will. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Uh, thanks, Amen. Lord. Thank you, Belinda. And now Angeline Bell was a member of the Reveal Lounge team. Thank you, Angie. Good evening, Katie family. I'm praying blessings on all Kensington Temple evangelistic outreaches, all street evangelistic teams, missions abroad, Pastor Eddie and the Boys Soccer Academy, the Food Hub, Reveal Lounge, and all various KT Giants. I'm now going to read from Isaiah 61 verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Heavenly Father, I just pray blessings on all the teams. I pray for unity. I pray, Father God, for your anointing, Father God, for souls. I pray, Father God, for salvations. Father, you are Lord of the harvest. 
I ask you to bring in this harvest in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, thank you for this harvest. We thank you, Father God. Father, as your word says, you are the vine and we are the branches. I pray, Father God, for increased anointing, increased effectiveness in all the evangelistic teams, Heavenly Father. Father, we look to you and we just pray blessings, blessings of protection, Father God, blessings for salvations, Father God. Father, you came to seek and save the lost and we pray, Father God, for this lost to come in, in a mighty harvest in Jesus' name, just according to what Lola said, Lola said uh, uh, in her uh, vision uh, that she saw uh, all this um, uh, fruit um, uh, coming in, Heavenly Father. And Thanks. we just claim it in the name of Jesus. We just claim this fruit for, for, yeah. for us, Father God, in Jesus' name, by faith. Faith, yeah. Father, we call in the harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Father, we pray for a powerful move of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, go with us. Go before us, Holy Spirit. We just love you, Holy Spirit. And we know, Father God, that the Holy Spirit moves powerfully in, uh, to save souls. In Jesus' name, amen. We release that power. We release his glory. Let the glory fall. Let your glory fall, Heavenly Father. And we thank you for your glory. We thank you for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Protect the teams, Father God. Protect them, Father God. Guide them. Lead the teams. Guide the teams, Father God, to do what you have called them to do. We ask in Jesus' name, Father God, for that anointing and for your presence. Let your presence go with us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for um, uh, disciple uh, discipleship, disciple making, Father God. It's you that that, that that causes us to win them over, to, to disciple the, the people, Father God. And we pray that the Holy Spirit will help us. Um, thank you, Father. You said, I will always be with you, even to the end of the age. Be with us, Lord. Be with us. We thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, in Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Angie. And now, um, Angela Dankwa, um, uh, a lawyer. Thank you, Angela. Thanks very much, Lola. Thank you very much, Katie family. It's great to be joining you this evening. Um, my prayer point is 2 Timothy um, chapter 1, verse 7. And we know that it's a very well-known verse that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but one of love, power, and a sound mind. But I'm asking this evening whether or not that's just head knowledge and not heart knowledge. It would be easy for us to look at our current circumstances with our natural eyes and, and be fearful of the future. But we have to remember that we are children of the Most High God. Hebrews 4.12 says that the word of God is alive, active and sharper than any two-edged sword. 
It shows that we can be transformed from the inside out and freed from fear by equipping ourselves with the word of God. We have to remember as well that we have all we need to overcome fear. Remember, we are already overcomers. John 16.33 says that in this world we will have trouble, but we need to take heart because we have overcome the world. My next point is that we have God's presence with us at all times and he gives us the strength to help us and he helps us endure and not only endure but thrive in every situation we face. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God calls us to turn to him, to put our trust in him and to fellowship with him in times of need. And in drawing close to him, he will grant us the peace that passes all understanding and he will do more for us than we can ever ask for or imagine. Philippians 4 verse 6 to 7 says that we shouldn't be anxious for anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, we should make our requests made known to God. People who know me know that I love talking about the fact that God is a relational God. He seeks to partner with us at all times. He wants to journey through life with us and, and he wants to fight fear alongside us as well. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says that we should be strong and courageous and we should not be in fear or dread because it is the Lord, our God, who goes with us. He says that he'll never leave us or forsake us. So focusing on God will help to free us from fear. Psalm 112 verse 7 to 8 says that we should not have fear of any bad news because his heart is steadfast and trusting in the Lord, his heart is secure. He will look in triumph over his foes. I believe that church, we need to remain steadfast and trust in him. He is our strength, he is our fortress, he is our deliverer, and in him we are more than conquerors. So tonight I just want to lift up those who are facing numerous situations, be it with their health, with their finances, with childcare, those who are seeking employment, those who are on furlough currently and are afraid of the future. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you help people to be filled with faith and not filled with fear. Father, that they will see this time of lockdown as a season of preparation and not of punishment, Lord. That, Father, that you would create in them a renewed sense of hope, a sense of hope for the future in the weeks and the months to come. We touch and agree for, for those who are suffering mentally as well, concerning what the future holds for them. Father, I thank you that with you, there are no plan Bs, it's always plan A. You say that you know the end from the beginning and that you open doors that no man can shut and you shut doors that no man can open. So I just pray for those people on the, on the, on the call right now and those who are, who are tuning in, that you would meet them at their point of, of need. Father, I thank you that nothing is too difficult for you 
Father, you know the needs of everybody watching this evening, Lord, and, and there's nothing, nothing that you wouldn't want to do for your people. Father, I just pray that people would use this time of lockdown again to fix their eyes on you, that they would focus and turn to you, Lord, during this time, that they would be mindful of the fact that you are with them always, Lord, and that you seek to bless, Lord, that you don't seek to punish, that you seek to bless. So, Father, I pray that people would would sense a, a recommitment, a rededication of their faith in you, Lord. I thank you in advance for the testimonies that will come out as a result of, of this week of prayer, Lord, for the new jobs that people will receive, for um, improved health, Lord, for the testimonies in relation to um, renewed relationships as well, Father. We bless your holy name, Father, and we, we wait expectantly for the things that you will do in the weeks and the months to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Angela. And now we're moving on to um, Julie, who is a member of the Reveal Lounge team. Thank you, Julie. Hi. Good evening, Kesselton Temple. And thanks for this time. Well, time is far gone, but I'm going to be praying about healing. And I know we all touched on healing a few minutes ago, and Pastor Colin talked, talked about healing as well. So um, my chapters are going to be um, the first one I'm going to read from. Hope you can all hear me though. Mm -hmm. Well, the first one I'm going to be reading from is Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5. He said, but he was punished for what we did. He was crushed because of our guilt. He took the punishment we deserved and brought us peace. We are healed because of his pain. So his pain has cost us that healing. And then in Jeremiah chapter 33, reading verse, verse 6 says, But then I will heal the people in that city. I will let them enjoy peace and safety. Amen. So my two prayer points today, first of all, we will pray about those that are sick in spirit, in soul, and in body. And with this COVID going around, um, people are just scared. I'll give a little testimony. I was preparing for this particular um, uh, prayer point. And yesterday I, I was walking and gradually I was just getting ill by the minute. So I called up the surgery and all the man kept saying was, oh, COVID. And for every time he said COVID, I said, I reject in Jesus' name. And he said COVID, I said, I reject in Jesus' name. And one thing I know is that what God cannot do does not exist. So I just kept praying that, Lord, I'll be well. And thank God, to God be the glory today, I am healed and hearty. So we're gonna pray. In fact, we're actually gonna prophesy. We're gonna speak the word. We're the children of the Messiah, we're gonna speak that word into being. We're gonna say, we're gonna speak in the place of sickness, where there's sickness, where there's pain, we're gonna speak life. We're gonna speak in place of where people are scared, we're gonna speak life. We're gonna pray that there'll be healing. Healing in the spirit, healing in the soul, healing in the mind. Father and our Lord, we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you thanks for this time. Our Lord and our God, King of Glory, you said, by your stripes, by the stripes, oh Lord God, on that cross, you died to sickness, you died to sin. And Lord, King of Glory, we pray every spirit of sickness, we command you this day to die in the name of Jesus. Father, we cover the earth with the blood of Jesus, every area of sickness. Father, for those in the hospitals right now, Lord God, we speak healing in the mighty name of Jesus. For those at home isolating, we pray healing, Lord. 
that this is this this um, virus, Lord God, would move out. Father, Lord King of glory, King of peace, that you said, oh Lord, in Jeremiah chapter 3, that Lord, you will bring healing to this city. Lord, we speak healing into, we speak the healing, Lord, in the whole wide world. That people will know that this is your doing. That Father, Lord, people will know that this is your doing. We cancel the spirit of death. Daddy, King of glory, the spirit of death, we cancel that spirit of death. We say life in the name of Jesus. In mighty name of God, we speak life in the name of Jesus. Amen. And second mm -hmm. prayer point is going to be praying for that um, people will rise up, more intercessors will rise up to intercede for for those that are sick, and not just those that are sick in 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 body, but those that are sick in mind. Some people are depressed because of what's going on, and you can't help them. Everybody I speak to, some people I speak to, because it's kind of nature of my job, people tell me that they're depressed and they're going to a depressed state, and it's something that we cannot help. It's the mindset. So I want to pray that. The, the mind of Christ will rest on these people. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you because, Lord, you've given us, Lord, not the spirit of fear, but of a sound mind. And Lord, we speak into the life of people, sound mind. We go outside and see people running away, moving away, nobody saying hi to people because they're all scared of this virus. I pray, Lord, King of glory, bring faith, Lord. Let, let there be healing in the mind, healing in the soul. That, Lord, God, those that are depressed, oh, Father, we call against that spirit of depression. Lord, we speak, Lord, life. Lord, we speak, Lord. People, depression we live in the name of Jesus. That way, young people, young children, Lord, God, young children have been admitted for depression we cancel that spirit of depression and we speak life let the blood of jesus Lord Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And we pray, Lord God, we're going to speak, we'll see life, we'll see, we'll hear of testimonies of healings, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Julie. Thank you. And um, now um, a member of the Giant of Medicine, um, Yetunde. Thank you, Lala. Um, good evening, church family. So I've got two prayer points this evening. The first one is about access. Um, as Christians in the marketplace, we want to be able to have influence and um, be able to reach out to people and influence in our different spheres. So um, there are 12 giants, business and finance, thought and philosophy, education and training, media and the arts, politics and government, law and order, medicine and health, religion and belief, ecology and the environment, science and technology, sports and leisure, and marriage and family. And the verse I've got for you for us today to pray for is um, 1 Peter 2 verse 9. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very, God's own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So let's just put in those points about um, God placing us in strategic places, in our workplaces, in our spheres of influence, so that we can really impact um, our communities. So Lord, I just want to pray for um, where you've placed us as Christians in society, in the marketplace, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord, for that you've given each of us a specific place and a specific purpose, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we will be salt and light. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we will hide our 
lie under a basket, but Lord, we'll shine bright, Lord, for the world to see. Pray, Lord, that you'll give us um, your heart and your um, passion for issues, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we'll um, stand up for your causes. I pray, Lord, that we'll be vocal and active for your causes. I pray that we'll be bold. We will not have fear, but um, we will have that spirit of love, power and sound mind. I pray that we'll be fearless, Lord, and courageous, Lord. I pray that you'll open doors for us, Lord, to access to being positions of influences and boardrooms, Lord. Um, you'll really open those doors, Lord, for Christians, for men and women after your own heart to access and to influence um, our spheres of influence for you. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we know that this is not a, um, a physical battle, but we fight against, um, we don't fight against flesh and blood, but it's a spiritual battle, Lord. So we pray, Lord, that your truth, love and integrity will prevail in Jesus' name. And the second prayer point is for um, the NHS workers and frontline workers, and not just NHS workers, but um, there's lots of other um, people who are often overlooked are on the front line. So um, domestic staff, cleaners in hospitals, supermarket workers, livery drivers, um, and other healthcare professionals, police and paramedics, um, people that are on the front line um, in this fight against COVID-19. And the verse I have is Isaiah 41, verse 10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So, Lord, I just pray for um, people on the front line in the fight against coronavirus, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for friends and family and there's many in our church family who are um, working in air who have to go out to work each day and um, I pray Lord for your protection over them as they travel to work on public transport on the tube and on buses and on trains Lord I pray Lord that you'll cover them and protect them I pray at work Lord I pray for wisdom knowledge understanding your word says um, knowledge and wisdom come from you and we can ask you for wisdom and you'll freely give it to us lord so we pray for wisdom for doctors and nurses on the front line we pray for strength lord jesus both physically and mentally lord it can be quite draining so i pray lord that you'll really strengthen them and strengthen the faith of christians on the front line lord i pray lord that they won't be anxious but i pray that you give them rest and times of downtime and um, a refreshment lord I pray that you give them peace that passes all understanding. And we pray, Lord, for volunteers and um, members of the cell ministry that are helping um, elderly family members or friends or those in the vulnerable category and those shielding or self-isolating. Lord, I pray, Lord, that it can often be a, a lonely time, but I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will comfort everyone who's feeling lonely or down. I pray, Lord, that... Um, we thank you for being such a wonderful cell ministry. I pray, Lord, that this, the church will continue to um, support everyone um, at this difficult time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. All right. And now um, and, um, the last two people to pray are Delphine um, and Isol can work with lawyers. And um, so Delphine, thank you. And, and Delphine is also going to lead us in a the, in the song before she prays. Thank you, Delphine. Um, you need to unmute yourself, Delphine. 
Um, you're not unmuted yet. There's nothing worth more I will ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're living hope. Let's just worship the Lord. Your presence, Lord. I have tasted and seen. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Let's just sing, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill this atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Let's just pray hands and worship the Lord is the King of Kings and is the Lord of Lords. Your presence, Lord, that will ever come close, nothing can compare, you are living hope, sing your presence, Lord, your presence, Lord. If we have your presence, Lord, we need nothing else. I've tasted and I've seen of the sweetness of love. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love. Where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, your presence, Lift up your hands and sing, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what I have long for, to be overcome by your Love. 
to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Let's just worship our King, our Lord, the God who has given us peace, who has given us joy. Let us just thank him for everything that he has done. Let us thank him for those things that he hasn't done. Let's thank him for prayers that he has answered and for the prayers that he hasn't answered because he is God all by himself. Let us just pray to the Lord that will be vessels unto honor, that will always be used every time the Lord wants us will be there. There's so much happening, but then we surrender ourselves to you, Lord. And we say, Holy Spirit, dwell in us. Because if you dwell in us, we need nothing else. Because Jesus, when you left this earth, you said you were sending the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit will teach us. He will direct us. He will comfort us. So be the comfort, be the director, be everything we need now, Lord Jesus. Dwell in our homes, in our hearts, in everything we do, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, rest in us. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you very much, Delphine. And then... um. Finally, Isoken was going to lead us in another song and then pray. Amen. Father, we just bless your name and we thank you, Lord, for this time of prayer and intercession. And Father, we look to you as a church, we look to you as individuals, we look to you as a community, and we look to you as a body. So let's just sing this song together. It's a song of consecration. God, I look to you. I want the old Give me vision to see things like you do. God, we love to you. You're where our help comes from. Give us wisdom to know just what to do. And I will love you, Lord, my and I will love you, Lord, my shield. And I will love you, Lord, my rock. Forever, oh, my peace, I will love you, Lord. And I will love you, Lord, my strength. And I will love you, Lord, my sheep. And we will love you, Lord, our Forever, all our days, we will love you, God. Forever, all our days, we will love you, Lord. Hallelujah, our God reigns. Hallelujah, our God reigns. We say hallelujah, Lord, Hallelujah, our God reigns over everything, Lord, you reign. Hallelujah, Jesus, we declare that you reign. 
glorify your holy name we give you praise we give you glory because if you are deserving of it oh god and church thank you so much it's such an honor to be with you tonight and as we pray and we seek the faith of god together even during this, this time of fasting i'm going to be praying regarding our ability god god helping us to focus on him and trusting in him and i'm going to look at john 15 um proverbs 3 5 to 6 Psalm 119 and then we're also going to pray for a spirit of unity to be amongst us and also for a spirit of boldness and courage and that we will arise and shine for our light has come. Amen. So let's pray. First of all, I'll read John 15 verse 5. I know because of time, I'm going to try and keep it as short as possible. So John 15 5 verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And then as we, and as I read that, what stood out to me, and we prayed about fruitfulness, Lord, I prayed about that at the beginning, where I want us to now ask the Lord to, to give us that grace to abide in him. There's nothing that we can do without his presence. There's nothing that we can do if we don't have him. And he says, if we abide in him and he abides in us, then we will bear much fruit because it's come from being in his presence and abiding in him. Psalm 91 says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So, Father, right now we come together and we bless your holy name. O thou who hearest prayer, unto you shall all flesh come. So we come to you and we humble ourselves before you right now. And, Father God, I pray right now, we pray together that, Lord, you will help us, O God, as, even as we abide in you, Lord. Let us not make it something that we do once in a while. But, God, we ask for your grace, O God. We ask, oh God, that you help us to abide in you. We pray for a passion for you, not just for the things that we're going that we that we know you will give us, not just for the things that we know we will receive. But God, we pray for a passion for you, a passion to know you, oh God, a passion for your presence, a passion for your word, and a passion for your anointing. Father, we pray for the spirit, oh God, that causes us to abide. That even in times of trouble, Lord, you will be our first resource. When we need wisdom, Lord, when we need direction, you will be the first person that we call. When we need counsel, Holy Spirit, we will rely on you because you said that you will send us the Holy Spirit, oh God, so that we will not be alone. When we need comfort, Father, we will turn to you. So God, we pray, Lord, for the ability to abide in you. We pray, Father, that it will not just be something that's of head knowledge, but God, we pray that we will walk in a consciousness of this, Lord, that we will, we will consciously walk in that um, um uh, in that way of thinking that we we are abiding in God, that we are not alone. And because we are abiding in him and he's abiding in us, then we will bear much fruit according to your will in the name of Jesus. So Lord, we thank you. And secondly, help us, O oh God, to remain focused on you, O oh God. Father, in the midst of all the distractions, in the midst of, you know, people wondering whether to take the vaccine, about the conspiracy theory, about the new world order, people wondering if the world is coming to an end, people wondering why there's so much chaos, Father, we choose to trust in you. Your word says those that trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion and they shall not be moved, but they shall endure forever. So God, in this season, we choose to put all of our trust in you. We will not be moved by what we see, Father. We will not be moved by what we hear. Father, we will not be moved by what we feel, but God, we will stand on your word because your word says heaven and earth shall pass away. 
but your word shall remain. So God, we give you our heart and we surrender any fear to you. We surrender worries. We surrender apprehensions. We surrender anxieties to you because we know that you are the God that sees. We know that you are the God that hears. And he who watches over Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. So we choose, we declare, we proclaim, oh God, that our trust will be in you no matter what we see. Yes, Lord, no matter what we face, we will put all of our trust in you and all of our focus on you, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And now as we continue to pray, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. For in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So Father, we will trust in you. We will not lean on our, on our own understanding. And in all our ways, Father God, help us to continue to come to you so that our path may be directed. For your word, oh God, says for the Lord, the, the word, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So God, our trust and our focus will be on you in the name of Jesus. And First Chronicles 12, 32 talks about the sons of Issachar, that they had an understanding of the times and seasons and they knew what Israel ought to do. Father, we pray right now even at the church that the anointing, let's continue to pray things where, where, where God is doing something in our, in our lives even at this time and heaven is answering. You know, when Daniel prayed, the angel came and said to Daniel that God heard your prayer from the first day, but the prince of Persia resisted. And even though we might experience resistance in some areas, let's be rest assured that God has heard and God is moving on our behalf. Lord, we thank you, God, that like the sons of Issachar, we, under, we will walk in the understanding of the times and seasons of God. We will know what to do. We will know how to do it. We will know whom to do it with because, Lord, we are consulting you first. Help us to walk in that understanding, oh God, of the times and the seasons that we will not judge by the scene of our natural eyes. We will not judge by the scene of our ears. We will not make permanent decisions, Lord, based on temporary circumstances. But God, our trust will be in you in the name of Jesus. Then Psalm um, 133, I'm going to just read, that's about unity. It says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the bed, the bed of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon, descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing and life forevermore. So, Father, we pray right now for the spirit of unity, because, Lord, we know that when there is no unity, there is nothing for you to bless. Father, we thank you, God, that it's as we come together, help us to come together in one mind, in one thought, one belief, oh God, and in one heart, in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare and we decree that if there be any differences, anything that is going to hinder us, we bind it right now in the name of Jesus, and we submit our hearts to you. We humble ourselves before you, and we pray, Father God, in our community, in our church, for, it's, for us as individuals, for a spirit of unity in the name of Jesus. Father, even in Acts chapter 2, verse 2, when the people of God they came together in one place, the disciples and they were in the upper room, they were in one accord. Your word says that they were in one mind or in one heart, and then the glory fell. So, God, we know that when we're united, your glory will fall. You will do marvelous things in our midst. Help us to be conscious that it's all about you, Lord. So, God, we submit our hearts to you. We submit our ways to you, God. And we ask, oh, God, for your help that we might be united, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. And my final prayer point this evening is arising and shining. You know, even though we've had the, 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 the virus over the, the year 2020, so many things were snatched away from people. People lost jobs. People were discouraged. 
And I feel that it was also, you know, the Lord allowed it, but I also believe that the enemy had a plan to really undermine the Christians and just keep people in a place of hopelessness. But we're not going to accept that church because God has called us, even when the, the, the world says there's a casting down, God says there is a lifting up. So we're going to pray that we will arise and shine because we are the Lord's army. And in the midst of chaos, in the midst of adversity, God is calling us to march on and still fulfill the purpose that he has for us. So let's pray, church. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, your word says, oh God, that we shall arise and shine for our light has come. For the glory of God is risen upon us. So Lord, we're not coming in our strength. We're not coming in our ability. We're not coming in our might. But we're coming in the name of the Lord. And Father, we pray that we will arise and we will shine in the midst of darkness, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of the confusion, in the midst of what is happening, in the midst of the uncertainty, in the midst of the jobs that have been lost, in the midst of the finances that have been lost, in the midst of lives that have been lost. Father, we will not lose hope, but we will continue to arise and shine. For your word says that when men say there is a casting down, you will say there is a lifting up. So God, we put our trust in you tonight and we arise and we shine for our light has come and the glory of God is risen upon us. Father, we give you praise. Your word says that our horse is prepared for the day of battle, but safety and deliverance comes from the Lord. So we look to you, Father God, for our safety and deliverance because it, because it comes from you. We give you praise and we give you glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Isokem. And thank you, everybody. Thank you, um, lawyers and Reveal Lounge members. Thank you, pastors Colin and Amanda, for giving us this opportunity to pray together tonight. And um, finally, just before I hand over to Pastor Colin, I'm just going to ask the team if we can just um, use pastors Colin and Amanda as point of contact um, for, for um, the leadership, um, the, the primary leaders, the senior ministers, and the pastors, and, and um, I'm just reminded of Exodus 17, 11 says, as long as Moses held up his hands, the um, the Israelites were willing. Let us just pray right now for, for all of our leaders, for our pastors, for pastors Colin and Amanda, that God will continue to just guide them and just increase his anointing upon them and just work through them. Can we just... Um, unmute ourselves and pray together for them um, unless if there's technical problems but let, let's unmute ourselves and just pray lift up all the leaders that God has put above <laughs> us to lead us and to guide us Father we thank you for Pastor Scott and Amanda we thank you for all the prayers thank you for the network we thank you for the healing leadership we thank you for the leaders that have been so lead us to God Amen. 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 Amen.
Amen, amen and amen. amen. Okay, Lola. <laughs> thank you. And thank you, everybody. Really, really wonderful to uh, join with you tonight. Thank you for the powerful prayers and the, the revelations coming from the sense of what God's been saying to you and the prayer lines. Uh, really, really wonderful. So thank you ever so much. And thank you for all who have stayed with us on the live stream and everybody else who has been on in, connected to the Zumanar and uh, those people who uh, stayed right through to the blessed end in the <laughs> KT building. Yeah, I followed everything. I snuck out on you, but I followed everything um, with, on, on uh, this connection. So wonderful. Thank you ever so much. Amen. Now, I just want to say, remind you that tomorrow morning, 7.30 to 8, if you go to elam.org, you can connect to a brief early morning prayer meeting as, as the, it kicks off our National Day of Prayer tomorrow. 1.30 to 2.30, uh, uh, the pastors uh, have been given special access to a, a, a pastor's minister's prayer meeting. And then tomorrow night, Amanda will be uh, kicking off at 7 p.m. to be half hour. She'll present a word uh, from the Lord. And then from 7.30 to 9 o'clock, we'll be joining in national prayer. And then from 9 to 10, uh, some of the women from the Primary Women's Net will be participating. Great. Well, thank you very much. Great time. Great prayer. Don't forget, sign up for some extra prayer hours on the 24-hour rotor. Go to katie.org for that. Well, we're done. We are done. Here we are. Great. So, all that remains to be said is? The grace. The grace. All right. So, let's, let's all say it together. Are we ready? Let's try and be coordinated. Here we go. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forever. And surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. 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 God bless you Amen. and good night.